0: Well, as we step into the season of Lent, um, a season of fasting and lament and repentance, uh, a season for, for contemplating our own sin and mortality, I want to invite you into a thought experiment. In a sense, I think Lent is the dramatization of this thought experiment. What if Christ was never raised? What if the body of Jesus were still in the tomb? During the season of Lent, we prepare our hearts for Easter, for Resurrection Sunday. What if Resurrection Sunday never actually happened? In 1 Corinthians 15, the Apostle Paul writes the following. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished, and we are of all people most to be pitied. So just for a few moments, I, I want us to engage in that thought experiment. I want us to imagine a world in which Christ was never raised. We are still in our sins. Preaching the gospel is useless. In fact, there is no gospel. There is no good news Worth communicating at all. Missions and evangelism are a giant waste of time, energy, and resources. We might as well all purchase bigger homes and go on more lavish vacations. Christ has not conquered suffering, sin, or death. We remain captive to sin and to the wages of sin. We are enslaved to death. The ruler of this world remains unbound. Satan is free to deceive and to devour at will. Faith in Christ is ridiculous. At best, Jesus and his disciples were deluded. And at worst, they were all a bunch of liars. We are absolute, pitiable fools for being here tonight. Through these 2,000 years, nearly 100 million Christians have been martyred. What a waste. Pain, imprisonment, torture, death, all for a fairy tale. For 2,000 years now, the wicked, the rich, and the powerful have had the last laugh, and we are still in our sins. If Christ has not been raised, our faith is futile. It means our faith is impotent. Our faith cannot produce anything of value. And that may be even more difficult for us to imagine because whether or not we acknowledge it, our world has been thoroughly influenced by the Bible and by the resurrection of Christ. The Greco-Roman world would have absolutely scoffed at the idea that every human being possesses equal dignity. For us, that's self-evident. But for them, it was anything but. The world today, especially the Western world, is still completely saturated with Christian values and assumptions. You don't have to believe in the resurrection of Christ to have been influenced by it. The trace elements of Christian faith are everywhere in our society. There's a British historian named Tom Holland, not Spider-Man, even as an atheist, Paulin was willing to admit that Christianity is the principal reason why, by and large, most of us who live in post-Christian societies still take for granted that it is nobler to suffer than to inflict suffering. It is why we generally assume that every human life is of equal value. In my morals and ethics, I have learned to accept that I am not Greek or Roman at all, but thoroughly and proudly Christian says the atheist. We can see this all over the place in modern society. Those who oppose same-sex marriage appeal to God's original design. God created the institution of marriage, and he alone gets to tell us what's proper. But even those who support same-sex marriages are appealing to a biblical value. Every human being is worthy of love. Those who who oppose abortion appeal to the inherent dignity and value of every human being, which is a concept that the Bible gave to the world. But even those who support abortion, perhaps unknowingly, are appealing to a biblical value, that a woman's body is her own and ought to be respected. The Bible gave that to the world. Those who want to build a wall along our southern border appeal to biblical values like submission to authority and national security. But those who want open borders also appeal to biblical values like justice and equity and care for the sojourner. Now, my my point is not to relativize all of these arguments. My point is simply to demonstrate just how thoroughly influenced our society has been by Christian values, by the Bible. Even the way we rebel against God is Christian. The logic we use to reject God's authority is Christian logic. And of course, many of these Christian values first appeared in the Hebrew Bible, but it was Christianity that truly globalized these values. And it all hinges on whether Jesus was actually raised from the dead. So if we trace it all back, human rights, democracy, separation of powers, abolition, equal representation, justice, equality, compassion, religious freedom, all of our best and truest values and presuppositions have come from the Bible. But of course, for the purposes of our thought experiment, Jesus is still in the grave, There is no king of kings. Christ has not been exalted above all powers. The wicked tyrants of this world will never see justice. Putin will never see justice. The darkness will never see the light of day. There will be no new creation, no new heavens, no new earth, and the dead are forever dead. Your broken marriage is probably beyond repair. Your children have been born into a world of meaninglessness. Your job can feed you and make you comfortable, but that's about it. None of the things that matter to you actually matter. Hope is delusional, joy is fleeting, vapor of vapors. Life under the sun is repetitious and wearisome. There's nothing new. The crooked cannot be made straight. What is lacking cannot be accounted for. We are swimming in an ocean of absurdity. We are trying to shepherd the wind. Wretched people that we are. Wretched people that we are. Who will deliver us from this body of death? But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, because Christ is risen. And so we can step boldly into the season of Lent, into a season of relative darkness, knowing that there's always a light at the end of the dark tunnel that is Lent. It's the light of Resurrection Sunday. And so we can lament and we can repent, and we can dwell upon our own sin and mortality because we are anchored in a truth, that Christ is risen. We are not still in our sins, and our faith is not futile. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we turn to you in humility. We've sinned against you, but you are merciful. You are full of compassion. You are abounding in steadfast love. You know that we are dust, and yet you love us, and you forgive us. Jesus, King of kings, every good thing that we have, we have because you purchased it. Our sin brought death, but you have swallowed both sin and death, and we thank you. Holy Spirit, renew us, purify us, reveal our sins to us, make us holy, give us faith to repent. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.